Uh, hello, uh, well, uh, 300 patrons. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, so last time we, we want 500 patrons. It should I'm be 3,000. 3,000. I'm embarrassed. I'm very happy with 300. I think the last time we did the 200 episode Q&A was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it was like 2021. It was, you know. It was during COVID. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. And uh, it's great that after two years, we made it up another 100. I think that's a really something to really be proud of. Yeah, COVID is still going on. Uh, you know, we're I just all, heard we're about all, a new strain. We're all cool. locked in still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, still, still can't leave my house. It's illegal. <laughs> uh, specifically, I just you. Give, just Colin. Yeah. Wow. I want to give my my heartfelt thank you to everyone who has supported us from the beginning and all the newcomers who've uh, come on. I really appreciate every single one of you, and uh, I think it's great that we've been able to build a little community on Patreon, and then we have other listeners who are you know uh, on Twitter and other places. And I just really want to say thank you. Yes, thank you as well. We appreciate you all. Thank you, all of you. Every that single sounds, one of them. <laughs> that sounds so disingenuous. Yeah, well, when, yours Yours did. was very heartfelt. You're like, but, but thank yeah, you. But yeah, how do we come after <laughs> April that we're like, oh, thank you so much. Like, it's, it's yes. too tough. What April said. Anyway, to thank everybody, we're doing a, another Q&A episode, uh, patrons only. You submitted your questions, and here we go. Okay, so the first one was asked by Tim, and Tim said... Has there been any movie that have made anyone throw up? <laughs> I'll let you guys start. No, I have a stomach of steel that if it's there's early. something disgusting on screen, I'm usually like, eh, and I just kind of like look away more. And it's more kind of pain that bothers me more than anything. <laughs> I will you, say the, the pain thing, like flashing lights do bother me. And I'm not epileptic or anything, mm-hmm. but a lot of like, if I'm at like a concert or a movie, I have to, I have to look away. Like you get disoriented. And yeah. Kinda, uh... Colin. Well, the one thing, okay. So uh, I haven't thrown up at a movie, but there was one instance where I think it's, it's like, okay, this is really disgusting. And it kind of made me, and just thinking about it now is making me gag. It's during uh, Dead Alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What uh, we need is another war. No, the, like, yeah, they're, uh, the grandmother's like eating the custard. Yep, that's it. It is pretty, oh, pretty bad. Mm. And then that's uh, her, like, just gross goop is like falling in the custard. And then they have that, like, the close ups of the people's mouths, like, eating it. Yeah. Like, the tongue out. And it's just like. I have felt sick at movies, of course, like everybody has. I think the worst is, I I don't know why this experience comes up when you get like acid reflux burps and you're just Uh, burping and you can taste like salami. You're like, ugh. I associate that with like watching movies for some reason. I will say popcorn doesn't help with uh, indigestion. Really? mm, Yeah, maybe seven years, like a long time. But I remember it happened a lot when I was a kid. When we watched RRR, we got, the theater we were at only sold the large popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I ate like all of it. Like, and it's a long, it's a, it's a long movie. So yeah, the second half, I was like, I'm not feeling very good. Like the acid reflux. Um, but my answer, I know I've never thrown up from a movie, um, but I've felt really, really sick and gotten close. And the one that uh, I remember 
is a movie that Justin asked us to watch that we could not finish called The Nobodies. Um, and <laughs> I know that Justin says this is actually a really good movie, uh, and he's talked about it on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got, I think, about half an hour into it, and it was making us feel so sick. We had to turn it off. Now, there's context. This was, uh, I think, late 2020. Uh, I was having like a like a month-long anxiety attack at this time mm-hmm. i was feeling really not great and it was all handheld and it was all like like disgusting disgusting old man nudity and just the, <laughs> yep. the, the way I it was filmed. that's the only uh <laughs> movie that's been vetoed on no such thing as a bad movie yeah, yeah that we like, started watching and we're just like, you're we like can't. we can't finish it uh, yeah. Okay. yeah it was I, just so yeah it was kind of miserable and we were kind of in a miserable mood yeah and, and i remember like, i think you were on some job that was like stressing you out and it was just yeah. not the right time or place yeah it was like the wrong energy well, what I, did uh, we watch instead i don't remember i van helsing Oh, oh, was it really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Have, uh, oh, it's too grody. Then let's get, let's get yeah, something that goes down smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, my my one friend uh, uh, told me a funny story about when she was a kid and they were watching The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess it's uh, when Artax is it Artax? Yep. The horse. That horrible. I've never scene. seen NeverEnding Story. Uh, I oh, never have, but I, I've seen that scene where the horse is like sinking in the swamp, mm-hmm. and then uh, I guess they were watching it at a birthday party or something, and then some some little kid was like, "Oh no, Artek!" <laughs> like vomited, and he uh, he vomited. So I mean, yeah. I can totally I understand that. It's a very uh, traumatic experience. Okay, so Joseph Krengel asks. What's the worst example of setup without payoff, ignoring Chekhov's gun, that you can think of in a movie? I thought about it instantly, and I was just <laughs> checking right now if we okay. had talked about this movie. And I All don't right. think we have. There's a little film called Virtuosity. Oh, yeah. And, we, I haven't known. No. Oh, I saw that in the theater. And uh, director of Lawnmower Man. And there's a scene where there's like a chase. And there's like a a tanker on a bridge. And we're like, oh boy, we can't wait for this tanker to explode. (laughs) Doesn't explode. The the scenes go on. Many scenes later, they come back to that tanker. And we're like, well, it's got to explode now. Doesn't explode. (laughs) We're like, what the hell? And it never does? Never does, no. Brett Leonard, come on. What are you doing? Anytime there's spikes and, um, uh, and there's like fight scenes or like a chainsaw and nothing gets cut. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head to be honest. Uh, uh, I couldn't think of anything uh, in a movie. I or but uh, <laughs> but in real I life, mean, TV shows. Uh, I mean, Lost was the king of oh. um, introducing sto- interesting storylines and then just never finishing them or having them never pay off because they weren't planning it while they went. Another example is a show that I can't stand, but I am watching called. And just like that, which is the <laughs> Sex and the City reboot, which I fucking hate. Why are but you I watching have, it then? I have to it's watch, a hate it. watch. I, it's a hate watch. It's really funny. It's enjoyable to hate watch, but at the same time, it's it pisses me off because I'm such a fan of the original and they actually have people that like they have original showrunners and new writers on it that are otherwise good and the writing is terrible. They introduce yeah, they introduce character things and then never pay them off and then or just don't do anything interesting with them and it's just a horrible mess. Um, but I cannot stop watching it, cannot stop. <laughs> and Aiden looks like Neil Breen, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them, the well, something that we talked about recently was Blood Moon. Uh, this is more of like a disappointing thing. This this didn't make me angry or anything. Setting up the magic cop 
and mm, not enough magic in your really opinion. not doing anything they with it. Drop you know what I mean? It's, this through. is just like you know, it's introduction is like magic, 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 and you're like, this is going to come up somehow in the in the end, uh, and it does not. Uh, so that, it's more of a like disappointing thing. It's like you know, why would you bring up something so so something cool, so cool, yeah, and, and not do anything with it? But th- uh, this person. Joseph Pringle says there's one movie in particular that I saw in the late 90s that still makes me angry despite not having seen it since. Virtuosity. And they didn't of mention course. the movie. <laughs> Comment, Joseph. We want to know what this movie is. Yeah, what the heck? Because maybe we've seen it. Or maybe maybe he can't remember. But if he's still angry about it, he probably Yeah, he, he's just like a mad rage, just red yeah. when he thinks about it's it. It's like every time he thinks, <laughs> oh. Okay, our next question is from Ruben Sandwich. I love Ruben Sandwiches. Do you have a favorite Aussie movie? Um, Now, I'm not super up on my Australian movies, but one I saw recently that I absolutely love, Dead Calm, uh, starring Nicole Kidman and Sam Neill and Billy Zane. That movie is really fun. I mean, I'm I'm sure... Is that an Australian movie? I know it was directed by Philip Noyce and produced by George Miller, also secret second unit director. Exactly. It's as Australian as I can tell. Starring two Australians. I'm I'm sure people would say... Come on, think of the classics. Crocodile Dundee 2. Sam Neill, I think, is Kiwi. Young Einstein. Young Einstein. Wait. That's the... that's yeah, who's serious? I haven't seen the original Mad Maxes, you guys. Uh, oh, Crocodile man. Hunter. Uh, no, well, you haven't cro- seen the original Mad Max? Crocodile no. What are you doing? I know. Yeah. Well, that's probably, I, I'm going to say right off the bat because I, I have like uh, uh, multiple posters of it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time is the original Mad Max. Mm-hmm. And like Mad Max Fury Road, The Road Warrior. Those are like three of my favorite uh, films, I could say. Period. Kangaroo um, Jack. Kangaroo Jack. Is that even an Australian movie? No. no, no I'm looking at a list of Australian films <laughs> yeah, right now. I did that too. And the first and like, put Kangaroo up. Jack on it. There, there's one, I mean, Crocodile Dundee, that's a classic, but one uh, that isn't really well known. Uh, it's called Wake in Fright. And it was on Netflix a while ago. Uh, this is years ago. My friend told me about it. Uh, and it's absolutely terrifying, and it's from the director of Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Wait, what year did that come out? Uh, I would say early Canada's 80s. own. Early, uh, early 80s? I want to say early 80s. I've heard of this. But yeah, Ted Kotcheff is a Canadian. Yeah, so it's starring, uh, co-starring Donald Pleasance. It's about this like Australian or an English teacher that's teaching English in the Australian outback somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's uh, off for like the weekend or something to go meet his fiance. And he ends up in this town, uh, uh, gets a little too drunk, starts betting money, loses all of his cash oh, shit. and ends up like going on a bender with Donald Pleasance. Uh, and he cannot get away from Donald Pleasance or his friends or because he has no money and he is stuck with him the entire weekend and is a fucking nightmare, like a nightmare of a movie. Okay. Like they go on a real like kangaroo cull in the movie. Whoa. So there are like dozens of actual kangaroos being shot, like murdered. It's like a nightmare. I'm going to say, I'm sorry if you hear dingling bells or clicking sounds. Our our cats are playing, specifically our kitten, who is uh, not sleeping like he was last time. <laughs> so if you hear, it's just like when we first got Sailor and we were recording the podcast. Is Sailor looking at the kitten the... like annoyed after playing with him for five minutes, being like, ugh, I'm done. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, kind of. He kind of just <laughs> stares at him. He's like, what? what is his trip? Uh, hey, don't forget uh, Road Games, directed oh, by... Yeah. Uh, we did R- see Richard that. Franklin, Australia's. That's a really uh, good movie. Very that was pretty own. good. And also the movie about the couple who get killed by nature. What is that movie called? Oh, the. Uh, not the long. 
Long Weekend? Yes, yes, yes. The one that it stars uh, Dog Brain Man in the remake, Jim Caviezel. Uh, I didn't know they remade that. Oh, no, they did. did. But yeah, we watched that on some stream or something that someone was doing, and I was like, this is a horrible nightmare. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> very a, well uh, done. Great documentary. It's called. Long Weekend, isn't it? I long think weekend? so. Yeah. yeah. There's a great yeah, documentary called Not Quite Hollywood that talks a lot about Australian films uh, and just like the whole history of the Australian like uh film market it's fantastic yeah i recommend that really good not enough yahoo serious in that documentary (laughs) i don't recall any yahoo's don't forget um, it was like barry humphreys and uh who's the director god he did like that dead end drive-in or whatever oh ryan trenchard smith yeah mostly him yeah yeah, yeah. good cock rock um stunt rock stunt rock (laughs) rock. yeah that's another one man from Uh, hong kong amazing movie oh yeah we have to do that uh right um, lots of great Australian movies, but yeah, the people Mad are Max like, films. you're just mentioning all the big ones. No, I know we forgot Shine. Uh, Everybody loves <laughs> Shine, <laughs> or you know, the Baz Luhrmann movie Australia. Australia. Sure oh, that's, I was about to say, just who classic. can forget Macbeth, starring Sam Worthington? Oh, Australia, my favorite, my favorite TV say, show, Neighbors. Then, uh, I will say, like, um, if you have your favorites, uh, pl- comment and let us know uh, because I obviously need to see way more. Uh, but, you know, we talked about Talk to Me last uh, couple weeks ago which is yeah, new yep. and loved it and i'm sure there's tons of great australian movies that are just off our radar right definitely um neighbors no i know them all oh you know That's what cool. uh, uh a great comedy was it's called i think it's called the castle okay it's a really funny australian uh movie mm, never heard of it it's really fun it's even it's, though i just claimed i knew them all colin you got me the castle <laughs> smell that it's two stroke oh i'm looking here michael caton directed by rob sitch Cool. Yeah, check it <laughs> uh, out. Okay, so next question. Kirsten Peterson asks, what movies do you guys all have a different opinion on? <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Could you? That we all have a different opinion on, but I mean, what could you say? Like, Wait, so you like there's it. three of us though. Yeah. So <laughs> you like one it. One of them loves I hate it. it. One of them is okay I'm and one okay of them hates it. it. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything. Um, I, I mean, me and Colin generally agree. Can you think of a of, of a movie that like we had a complete opposite opinion on? Because uh, I kind of can't. Streets of Fire. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You Wait, like who that? loves Streets of Fire? Colin, Colin does. Yeah, you like I, that I like, way, I like way that more than I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really care for it. I'm not saying I hate it, but I didn't. Really I think it's like okay. It. It's not I your like jam. parts of it. I okay. like the music. All right, so that's well, that's one. There you're, we go. We got kinda, it. <laughs> you're in the middle, and uh, yeah. Um, but like I said, not to be boring, but generally we tend to agree on, uh, you have on, some, on some likes that Justin and I are just sort of baffled, baffled by. by. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, we have a, we have hundreds what? of episodes of the podcast. What? People can listen to us. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm trying to damned. remember like some of the recent ones where yeah, I mean, you can just scroll through like, yeah. like, no such thing as a bad movie. I, I can, yeah, I can hear you, Justin, like screaming in my ear, like what? Yeah. What? Uh, uh, guys, I really like this movie. What? The one? You really like the one? Yeah. Did you like Planet of the Apes? No. <laughs> we all You like X-Men that. 3, The Last Stand? You like Mordecai? I do. I, I surprisingly oh, yeah, Mordecai. liked Mordecai. Mordecai yeah. Yeah. Much too. I think the first comment was, is April joking? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, you never know. The answer is always no. You like Hook, right? Yes. Okay, uh, oh, yes. hey, Mrs. Doubtfire. That's a good one. Um, yeah, that's a fun I movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Justin <laughs> thinks it's bad. You're kind of obsessed with it. Colin I'm kind um, of like, is okay on it. I'm that's okay on it. That's a good example. That's a great example. Hook, I, yeah, I'm not crazy about. 
I think I was, we talked about it on the podcast where I was like, yeah. you know, when it came out, I was, I, I thought I liked it because, yay, yeah, it's Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And then, right. And then you watch it with your family and they're like, we're disowning you, Colin. Yeah. My dad got up. <laughs> You're never and like, picking a movie again. I think he did the same thing when I rented Hudson Hawk. It's like, he just did the, he just got up bored from the and couch, left. left and never turned out on the radio, like slowly turned the volume. Yeah. Up. I just like went upstairs looking at you never returned. And then I think I just turned the movie off at that point when I realized Aww. they weren't coming back. <laughs> Like, I mean, we've all had the experience of showing like your parents a movie yeah. and they're, I think I showed my dad Donnie Darko and I was like, it has eighties music in it. You're going to love it. And then at the end he was just like, April, I, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't get it and I don't blame him. Um, but you, you know, <laughs> okay. Lisa Silver asks, what are your go-to snacks, alcoholic drinks for a movie? And follow up, if you're as unwilling to pay theater prices for snacks as me, what are you smuggling in? Now, if I'm smuggling, it's always a can of LaCroix, maybe a bubbly, mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm a LaCroix fiend. I love LaCroix. And it's just, it, it, it kind of is the perfect, like, uh, you know, non-alcoholic thing to drink during a movie. I'm not a big soda person. To say bubbly, I mean, this is probably just a Canadian thing, but... No, it's not, actually. Really? No, they have bubbly yeah, in Yeah, because I saw when you say bubbly, uh, on Jury Duty, like which you can view on Amazon, oh. they have cans of bubbly. They have caffeine bubbly in what? the States. What? Yeah. Anyway, bubbly is like a... It's it's a flavored soda water. Um, but as far as favorite snacks, like, I don't have to have popcorn. I'm not one of these people, like, I'm watching a movie, I have to get popcorn. I only get it at the movies if I'm really hungry. Mm-hmm. I you know I, I enjoy it. But um, I did mention there's the aforementioned uh, heartburn. So (laughs) I don't want it all the time. And if we're at home, uh, our thing is just uh, if we're planning on watching a movie, we'll have we'll watch we'll eat dinner as we're watching it. Yeah. And uh, like at the, the beginning, we'll set it up, and you know that's kind of our have thing. Some, we you know wine. we sit like we eat like on the co- at the coffee table, and we watch a movie, and you know that's enjoyable. But I'm not really a like movie snack person. You know what I used to do? Well, if we go out to the movies, it's always beer. We'll just grab a can of beer, drink. Yeah, because now seats. you can get it at the theater. You yeah, never used to be great. able to do that. You'll get popcorn. What I used to love is nibs. <laughs> when I went to movies, really? I would always I have to get red nibs. I think it's stuck in my teeth. Uh, it would always give me heartburn, though, and I just stopped eating them. It's basically just red licorice, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I just had to get those. For me, it's always popcorn. I always have it when I go to the movies, even though recently it's starting to get stuck in my gums like or between my teeth. I oh, hate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I may be leaning off of that. And I... Never really sneak movie into popcorn. I made I made a uh, concession with myself that's like, listen, I'm just gonna get the food there. Well, remember when I was uh, we were like ten years ago? You're like sweating, like, oh my god, the teenagers are gonna catch me and they're gonna throw busted. me out if it's I like have food. Yeah, honestly, I will not eat movie food. I don't think I ever have. I know they have like hot dogs and you can get like Ugh. poutine and pizza and stuff. That's I, disgusting. I, 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 well, I, I'm not try- not judging anybody, but I won't I I won't eat it. I remember. Yeah, I just. It, don't sit next to me with a fucking whole pizza and then start <laughs> the going nachos through it, like some too, gigantic yeah. nacho thing. The one time I remember going, um, I think it was to, okay, it was a double whammy. It was like I Spy. Uh, <laughs> I Spy? Yeah. It was what like, a I think, movie. I think Eddie Owen, Murphy, Owen Wilson together at last. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to convince my friends to go see um, uh, Punch Drunk Love and I'd already seen it bef- before. Like, oh, it's going to be really movie. good. And then they talked me into seeing I Spy. <laughs> and I had this, uh, I bought a big Whopper uh, at the theater. Oh, no. Like a Burger King Whopper. And then, uh, so I was like sitting at the front. 
Uh, and I felt too, like, I, I don't like eating while people are watching. And I felt really weird because there was a lot of people in the theater. And I'm just like, ah, I can't eat this Whopper. Like everyone behind me watching. Yeah. So I just like, I'm like, I'm, I'll hold on to it. And then, you know, when we see Punch Drunk Love next, we did. Oh, you had it for an hour and a half. Yeah. So I talked Ugh. them into seeing Punch Drunk Love. It's like Drunk all moldy Love. by then. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we sat at the very back of the theater for Punch Drunk Love. And I'm like, all right, now I'll have my Whopper. Uh, and there was a gigantic curly hair in it Ugh. and I, I ate it and it, it was so long. It was probably like 12 inches long. And I just like, 12, 12, it was 12 massive. Inches. And I just like pulled it like through my teeth and I'm like, have you eaten a Whopper I'll since? I'll have what she's yes. having. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was, I was almost going to vomit in the theater. And hey, it goes, goes back to that question. There's earlier. a vomiting theater experience. Yeah, that's that's bad. It was, and it was, the, cold it was a combination too. of cold Whopper Ugh, and then like gross. this big stringy like hair. Oh. I say chow down if you're at the theater, <laughs> and then when the movie starts proper, stop eating. Yeah, don't like anything that makes loud noises. That's what I can't understand. Yeah. Like when I think of the, I've never been to the Alamo Draft House. But I think they have like cutlery. And I've stuff, been to VIP right? uh, screenings. You don't really hear it that much, like at uh, Cineplex. But it's ones. mostly handheld stuff. Like they don't have like forks and knives. No, it's like burgers right? and fries. And it's burgers and, like, and fries and know, things like that. Yeah, it's handheld. I kind of want to sit next to a stranger Alamo. who's like eating well, a meal. I, Alamo's not having a very good press lately with all their union busting that's oh, been going Justin, on. Justin, have you ever been to an Alamo? I have. I've only been once, and I saw Albert Pune's Radioactive Dreams on 35 millimeter nice. the day that uh, Donald Trump was elected. Wow. So oh, is wow. it like, like what was it like? Like there was no one in the theater. Oh, there was okay. like five of the people. So. <laughs> was this in Austin? It was indeed. I've, okay. I've always wanted to try an Alamo Draft House. I'm sure we will go next time we're in like New York. Hurry or up! They're gonna yeah. be gone soon. <laughs> <that's assumed. laughs> Well, they it, got it, bent. Uh, they got bought by a venture capitalist firm. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's not way of the dodo. Yeah, it's not. It's not what it was way back in the day. That's too bad. Um, next question. Next question. Next question. Luke Gordonier says, "Colin, what in your opinion is the best movie you've worked on?" <laughs> also, I would love to see an episode on Jack the Giant Slayer. And then we also Guy. we also have a similar question from Cody later, who said. What's legitimately the best movie Colin has worked on? Now, I have an opinion, but I'm going to let Colin go first. Uh, I don't know. It's so hard because... M- the, s- the Cell. It, that's it ha- that's it the only be, one. It has to be The Cell, right, that's guys? the only like, semi-decent one that I can think of. Uh, impossible Horror? No. Yeah, there <laughs> no. you go. Space Cop? Okay. Uh, but no, seriously. Uh, well. Um, <laughs> the, the Cell um, is not a perfect movie. No. But there's such... There's really Let beautiful look stuff at the in, credits of Colin Cunningham the fifth. It has some. Yeah. The cell is better than like um, the wild. Sorry, um, but I think the oh, wild. Yeah. I think the wild might be second. Really? Well, I, ha- no, I haven't there's seen. No way. I haven't oh, seen. Uh, I haven't seen Jack the Giant. Mm. Well, you did apparently have a, a credit on Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One or Two. Night or Day is fine. I haven't. I haven't seen that. Oh, Night Santa Day. Claus Two. Hey, Undercover Brother. That's a fun movie. I haven't watched it since it came out. I gotta out. say, The Cell is better than all of these. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Night Snow Day. Day, the unofficial Pete and Pete movie. What? Snow Day. Oh yeah. yeah. He doesn't even know what the Nickelodeon is. film. <laughs> it, uh, the Nickelodeon show. The Snow Day was supposed to be a Pete and Pete movie. Oh, no That's shit. That's what it was written for. Santa. Hey, he worked on Mimic? Come on. Yeah. I haven't seen Mimic. I haven't seen it since the theater. Lex? Sexy. That's a TV show, yeah, That's a TV show. But you show. worked on the 90-minute pilot, right? Well, I worked on the four, uh, first four TV movies. So that mm-hmm. counts. Um, yeah, but whatever. anyway, I have my answer. Probably The Cell. I don't know. The it's cell, so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. It's and that's Sidney J. Fury's Under Heavy Fire. Oh yeah, the Casper mean, Van Dien Vietnam movie. TV show, but you did you did work on The Boys, and we all love that, right? Uh, yeah. What did you do on The Boys? Uh, Com- comp soup. 
uh, VFX supervisor. Yeah, I just came off of that. I worked on that for five and a half. Ooh, the, the secret. Five and a half months. Mm-hmm. Well, you were VFX supervisor? Yeah. yeah. I thought you weren't going to do uh, TV or movie stuff anymore. No, I got back into it. Oh, you didn't know that, Justin? Mm, yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> just told yeah. you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't ask what Colin is working on these days because usually you're like, it's images for weed ads that are abstract. <laughs> that was like five or six years ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was, was a long Well, you know, when we first came out it was like uh, when it was yeah, first legalized you can't advertise it it's like you yeah. can advertise it now um uh yeah so it's gonna have to be the cell i think that was the one i was most proud of because have you, know, you seen uh, jack the giant killer slayer yeah mm. is that good uh, not really. no no okay it's very bland also directed by brian singer brian Uh-oh. singer very problematic also yes. the first chronicles of narnia i'm sure that has its fans yeah you know what uh, uh yeah yeah greta gerwig who's about to remake it for netflix why very unmemorable movie i liked that book but yeah the movie didn't really do it, it for helped me. me find god i don't remember anything about it <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah god was uh, in my in my closet in my wardrobe he was the chronicles all along god is a starship okay uh <laughs> no what is god working with a starship <laughs> tudor fish popkin asks i'm a big fan of whenever april's new metal past comes up what are april's top three new metal bands Whoa, wait, um, wait, hold on a second. This here. Is a I think April wrote this question. <laughs> yeah. Wait, if you move the letters of Lance yeah. Hunt, April oh Advanced April Advanced No, it was Tudor Fish Poopkin, Popkin. Um, oh. So uh, I have to. <laughs> These questions are laid out in this document in a confusing way. All right. So if it's top three, I have like a caveat. Um, I loved Marilyn Manson and I was a huge fan and I listened yeah. to all his albums and I, uh, like, like, for for years, I listened. I, I memorized all his lyrics. I saw him live when he came to a Toronto. good man. Um, but <laughs> we can't. I can't. He's a. He should be in jail ten times over. He's a horrible, horrible person. Um, and I feel terrible. Um, but so he uh, was kind of goth metal, and then he kind of he was definitely around during like the new metal craze. But so leaving him off, the three would be System of a Down. Yeah. Um, Incubus. Uh, they're a little more. Corn. They're a little. Creed. Uh, see, you love Creed. Creed is not new metal. Um, <laughs> I mean, what maybe. Is Creed, so then? I did like Corn, but I never listened to uh, any of their stuff beyond like the singles. System of a Down. I listened to all their albums. Incubus did have their albums, and the third would be Rage Against the Machine. You can take would they be new me metal? high. Well, I looked them up on on new metal bands, and they were there. So yes, huh. uh, again, they were making rock at that time and so they f- they fit under new metal but they can also fit under other metal who does that that's disturbed <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> um, creed has all been categorized but less frequently as new metal yeah huh? really the Wikipedia yeah. They're, like, they're like christian rock though aren't they yeah they, yeah, they kind of cr- yeah this is the guy but i mean we all know my favorite new metal album the Queen of the Damned soundtrack because oh, okay. it's got it's got it all. I mean, I also liked Linkin Park, but I was not a big Linkin Park fan. I like I like their songs. Uh, yeah, so definitely those three I mentioned. And caveat for Marilyn Manson: man should be in jail. But I did listen to the crap out of his stuff. Do you still like listen to it? Like no, no, I no, no. Well, I a couple of years ago when the stuff was starting to come out, uh, he just released an album that I heard was good, and I never listened to it. I didn't, and now I can't. I won't. I won't listen. I won't listen to. I just it. come home yeah. sometimes, and April's yeah, like blaring. That Manson. happened once, but honestly, <laughs> the the the, the, the signs were all there, and I was I was 
blind to it at the time and well it's you know abuse. some of our good friends have also stopped watching the woody allen movies so you know not it's, all it's of all our good. friends <laughs> i know i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. i'm burying will sloan on this podcast okay. <laughs> no it's <laughs> let's be Trotism. honest uh, marilyn manson is a genuine monster yes while uh woody allen completely innocent <laughs> right guys marilyn monsters pizzarella pie parlor <laughs> Yeah. What the oh, fuck no. is that? Wh- what did Mr. I do Show. to deserve this? Oh, oh yeah. Remember it was uh, <laughs> David Cross? <laughs> I'm Marilyn Monster. Okay. Oh. Next, Lance Hunter asks, if you could take one auteur whose work has been featured on the podcast and give them a $100 million budget with full major studio support for their next project, who would you choose? Hmm. I mean, the director of Rise of the Animals. Please return my calls. <laughs> You're not returning my emails. <laughs> Are you serious? I've never been able to get in contact with Justin. Some. I forwarded you an email. Yes, the actor. <laughs> the, That's right. Yeah, yes. the, the, the actor that it, it was in the movie um, messaged mm. us. So mm-hmm. uh, if you want to talk to them, talk to them, but not the director. My answer is Matt Farley, obviously. Oh, yeah. oh I would love. He doesn't need $100 million, though. No. Yeah. Okay, so my secondary answer is Jim Wynorski. Because what, no. what would that be? <laughs> like, I, I want to see now? that. Now? Yeah, now. Good. <laughs> Give the director of Blood Mood a hundred million dollars. No yeah. director needs a hundred million dollars. <laughs> That's the thing. No, the none of, of the none of the movies that we watch <laughs> yeah. for this podcast need a hundred million. But I it's mean, like, if you, you know, gave Matt Farley a hundred million dollars, he would just make like a thousand movies. So that's good, I guess. Yeah. You can have that, that. That'd be cool. Yeah. He could pay his friends and family. But that'd maybe, be good. Maybe, you know, it, this is just you know just for one movie. Okay, so just just with you know they get the full studio support. You Wait, know, can it be anyone living or dead? Sure. Uh, well, you know, I was thinking like Albert Pune or something, but yeah. Yes. But I mean, Albert. John Pune Cherry good. rises from the grave <laughs> to make one last earnest movie. Oh, but do you think like, you know, someone like Albert Pune? Would yeah, they, Albert Pune definitely. Would they work? Well, Albert Pune would make. But do they uh, work hundred movies with a hundred million dollars? Yeah, but if they could only make one, and it has, yeah. they have to use this one, one movie. Yeah. yeah. Do they work better? you know, under pressure and with lower budget, are they more creative? Yeah, but otherwise, I think he gets fired. Like. A couple months into it, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> like he if gets you look at like shooting something in uh, on the sets at night, or if you say like, yeah, he'd be making like six other movies on the side. Uh, yeah, but yeah. what's the other choice? The other directors that we've covered that are are used to big budgets are like Brian Singer, or sorry, Brett Radner. You know, who did like have X, you done a Brett Radner X three X three? But he directs oh, hundred yeah. million dollar movies exactly. already. Yeah, he does. We've seen what he does. But yes. you're, what you're saying is the people who are not used to it could never handle it, but the people who are would be boring. So there's got to be some kind of like perfect like. But in-between. I'm thinking like okay, like Neil Breen or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want a hundred million dollar Neil Breen. Neither movie. do I, but certain part of me as long as i'm not paying for it what about the guy who did things because we watched wicked world the other <laughs> night and that was like guy. the worst thing ever we couldn't get through it speaking what? of movies wicked world oh, wicked world yeah speaking of movies that make you feel sick that was so hey, incompetent <laughs> what's the director of adventures in dinosaur city doing <laughs> these days oh, i don't know um, adventures in dinosaur city returns or Brett, um Bre- wait oh you said wicked world is so incompetent yeah but things now that's a polished gem oh, it sure is so and if you want to see that in toronto uh, oh, yeah. check out the fox theater on october 3rd mm-hmm. look i'm i'm doing i'm doing the promo yeah. for you justin <laughs> they're like wait this is a patreon episode we get ads what the hell is this <laughs> yeah I have not seen things um, since you showed it at the Royal, which I'm guessing 2018 that was. Um, yeah, it was a while ago. It was ago. a while ago. So I'm, I, but yeah, damn, that Wicked World was bad. That was like the, the, 
sound effects <laughs> were, yeah, it were was... mixed so loud. Yeah. Give a hundred million dollars to Jeff Leroy, the director of Rat Scratch Fever. Oh, I'd like yeah, to see that. That'd too. be really fun. Or whoever did that Bloody Boy movie. That was fun too. Legend of Bloody oh, Boy. Uh, yeah, Koichi Sakamoto co-directed that one. Yeah, so you know, I, I definitely um any of the martial arts movies that we've covered, I would mm-hmm. like to see. Oh, them. like Blood Moon or or Super Fights or Super Fights that or director? even whoever. Same director. It, what about the guy who did uh, the big hit? Uh, Kirk Wong? Sure. He did like huge budget motion pictures. He did Warriors of Virtue. Uh, that was prob- not a hundred, no, probably not no, a hundred, not a hundred million. But, no, no. Uh, um, what's the biggest thing that Kirk Wong directed? The big hit? I guess maybe the big hit. Yeah, I think that's mm. it. I think, uh, yeah, he didn't do anything. <laughs> that's the one you get. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> okay, how about uh, um, Razor Sharp Guy? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I want someone with a little bit more vision. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, well, we got to go to the next question. We're going to name every filmmaker we've <laughs> ever done on the I know. podcast. And then talk about what they would be like. Okay. So Corey Trim, who uh, did our lovely uh, podcast art. Yep. So thank you again, Corey, for that. It's awesome. What draws you most to a so bad it's good film? I feel it falls into three categories. Poor production quality, poor or unusual performances, or baffling, confusing scripts. For me, it has to be a weird script. Yes. My favorite ones are the ones that feel like they're from another dimension. Yes. Like <laughs> things where you're like, what were they thinking? Or simply, How did they make this? Simply irresistible, right? Uh, <laughs> well, um, kind of, yeah. For me, it's, it's odd choices that don't seem self-aware. Like yes. just weird choices. So, for example, we rewatched John Kincaid Unleashed recently. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. John Kincaid, sorry, J.J. Stomp. It's like wet for like John most King Gay of the, is the movie. villain of the movie. <laughs> no, he's always wet and he's always like in the river. And then when he's not in the river, he's always like finding excuses to put war- pour water on himself. Like what? That's his best look. What is That's what he- it? It's just so strange. Well, yeah, the the best kind of bad movies for me, it, it, all of those things that Corey mentioned, but. Like you said, Justin, it feels like it's from another dimension or made by an alien or made by someone who's never seen a movie before. Yeah. And you're like, have you, do you know how movies yeah, that's work? That's my favorite. Or, yeah. What is like, and it, it makes me think about the filmmaker and I try to get mm-hmm. into their mind. And yeah. this is like, like, what are you thinking? Like, yeah. What, what could have been the thought process behind this decision? Like, you know, the, the, JJ Stomp sitting on the side of the stream eating like eating blue, cupcake. blue cupcakes while he's crying. It's like, what? What is happening here? I think what it often comes down to is people who have never made a movie before. So they don't know anything about filmmaking. And so they think, oh, well, I have to do things this way because in their brain it makes sense. But they've never been on a set. They don't understand. And I know. The people who are running the set are from their dojo. It's you know? like they're, they're, they're laying their, their, Brain. I think it's people <laughs> have seen a lot of movies, so they go, I know how this works. Yeah. And if I get it wrong, I'll realize it as it's happening. <laughs> and that is not true. No, no. Yeah. They just shoot shots. And yeah, it's just the weird, baffling decisions that you never, uh, very rarely see in like big budget movies. Yes. Uh, that you're just like, I don't know how you got this money, or, you know, maybe you've seen movies before. Like so Neil Breen's funny. a prime example. It's like, what planet are you from? Like, what is how does this man have a job? Like what do you, what is going through your head? Yeah. And now by at this point he's like made it uh, uh, his own style. Like he's made so many movies that way. He knows what people want, and he's cause just he's making it. He knows that p- there's an audience for that. And I know 
I, yeah, there's other hope, cult filmmakers who are like, well, I have an audience, so. But I think he's kind of doing it more for himself. And uh, I mm-hmm. get the feeling while watching his movies, I don't think he's playing to the audience very much. And I, I in, the, in the last one, from what I saw, there were a few moments where I was like, okay, he's he's self-aware and he's, yeah. he's doing this to get an audience reaction. But um, yeah, I, I never want him to be touched by, you know, uh, people outside of his sort of bubble. Yes. Like I, I never want like a studio to go to Neil Breen and say like, well, they wouldn't in any way. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. But I, I just don't want him to be sort of influenced by anybody outside of his own like persona. If that makes any sense. Dude, totally. It's like the, like I was describing it as like the prime directive on Star Trek. It's like, <laughs> you can't influence this, this culture, <laughs> you know, just leave them uh, to develop. Well, some people like Matt Farley and Charlie Roxburgh, they can't. They're just so themselves that like, even they know what the fans want, they'll go against it and just follow their own kind of like vibe. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I, they really I feel do like Neil Breen's like that too. I think so. And I hope he kind of stays that way. And I, I hope he doesn't go like the kind of Tommy Wiseau route. Like, mm-hmm. well, Tommy Wiseau just hasn't made anything since the room. Yeah. It because like it broke because it's a, it's a fluke. He was aiming for yeah. something, failed miserably and then tried to like, and then just sort of milked the popularity of it. Um, whereas Neil Breen really has a lot to say. Yeah, and he has still has <laughs> new things to say. Okay, so this actually goes... Well, this, yeah, leads into the next question. Goes into the next question. So Andrew Brown said, how do you feel about the So Bad It's Good movie crowd that has started to be taken over by douchey dude bros? I saw Colin tweet that he left a screening of a Neil Breen film early because the audience sucked. I remember seeing The Room in the theater back in 2010 and it was delightful, but from what I've heard, modern audiences make it not nearly as fun. So, do you want to tell the story of two yeah. week, two weekends ago when we saw? Uh, well, I Cade, saw I saw the tor- first. A, wait, wait, can, th- can there be a prologue to the story involving me? Where? Yes, there is. There is a prologue yes. because we were going, and then Colin was like, "Is Justin going?" So I'm like, "Oh, I'll text you know your part- I partner think, Emily." I, I could have sworn we talked about no, it. No, on, think so. no, no, no. Podcast. We just assumed before. that you'd be going, so I texted Emily, and I was like, "Are you going?" And she says, "Nope." And so I'm like, and she goes, "Okay, have fun." And then Colin's like, "Well, is Justin going?" And I'm like, "I'm assuming no," because <laughs> I asked, mm-hmm. "Are you guys going?" But then I bumped into Will Sloan, and then he, yeah. uh, we were going to the bathroom, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, so you know your podcast partner is." Uh, boycotting know, boycotting this, this movie I'm like oh that's weird you know d- just about like the crowds and all this sort of stuff but mm. the thing is like when I went to see Twisted Pear it was a fantastic experience yeah and we talked we it, talked extensively. Oh, it wasn't Twisted Pear that I saw it was the one before that Pass I think it was past we oh, talked extensively about our Twisted Pear yeah. experience on the last Q&A because I thought I, it was I, great I listened to it it was it. a great experience but for this one it was uh, and because I didn't go because Pass Through was so miserable everyone was like screeching at the at the screen yeah like, mm-hmm. there, there is that I mean you have to kind of expect that and it, like I don't have a problem with genuine reactions like clapping and cheering. No, I don't. I don't. I don't and, mind and either. Laughing and I, I was doing. But a holy lot shit! Of it like, was like just you know, these people that were in the aisle with us. They were in our yeah, specifically row. close. Specifically to you, close yeah. to us. Just a, a couple seats down. Would not stop. It was talking, like three or four guys. And but it wasn't like it wasn't like they were yelling at the screen. I would bet you money they're red letter media fans too. Yeah, I know. I, wouldn't that be funny if they were told by you to shut up? What if you stood up and you were times? like, "Don't you know who no, I am?" I don't yeah. think they were. But, no, no, no. Yeah. But like they were clearly very drunk and uh like they, I, they I drank kept, multiple but it was just like soju. oh man is he doing this like constantly just talking to themselves it like, never stopped it never stopped and i think that's one of the things that 
really distracts me in a movie and uh i can't once it keeps going it's just like my my blood just starts boiling and i've i've lost i can't pay attention to the movie I agree, and I, I turned yeah. to them multiple times and I was like you know shush and then by the third time I was like hey you shut the fuck up and then the guys behind <laughs> us these by big the way dude we're in the back behind row. me started yelling at me like hey man it's a Neil Breen movie dude yeah like, they gave us shit like you know it's you're supposed to be talking through the movie and I can you know I, I felt really bad for the people sitting well, directly in front of them there was a guy between me and them who looked like he wanted to crawl oh, up was in the corner. Yeah, I he, thought it was just the three, three guys. Oh, he didn't look like he was anyway. So, uh, yeah, that was that was it. And I think the dude bros behind me were, like, misunderstanding why I was upset at them. And it wasn't for, like, cheering or calling out or yelling at the screen. It was just for the constant fucking talking. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, sorry, man. Like, I've been drinking. And I said, like, so have I. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so and he then, got up halfway through. And I just got up and, and left. Uh, and, and then when they left, I, I because now there's nothing between me and these guys. Colin, you were, like, blocking it. And I realized, I was like, oh, man, you're right. These guys are not shutting up. It just But you're not the only people. There were some other constantly. people that commented on your post that were like, oh, yeah, I was there, too. There were some other people that were loud or obnoxious. Yeah, and we had a lot of comments of people were like, hey, I was there and I had a great time. Yeah. Will said he had a great time. I still had an okay time, but it, depends it who was you're starting sitting with. to really bugging, Pe- bug me. People like, you know, yelling at the screen or whatever, that's fine. I, that doesn't bug me, but just the constant talking really. I know, it's like, how really, are you even listening to the movie if you're just talking the entire time? And, and the we, thing was, we already it was, talked about It was like a new movie. One. I don't care if it's like, you know, if you're going to see The Room or The Rocky Horror Show, like people have seen these things a million times, it's fine. You know what you're getting into when you go to see those movies, but mm-hmm. um, this is like a new movie and I'm like, I'm yeah. trying to hear the dialogue and what's going on just to get a sense of whatever and it's like, fuck. And yeah, and uh, it, it really kind kind of ruined the experience and uh that's like the third bad like neil breen movie experience i've had the first two were fine but i think like after the like i remember like the first i was telling you about this like the pass through i remember i was just like not in a good mood because i was like working somewhere i hated and Mm. i was like upset and i think i was upset about something after the twisted pair too so i'm three for three on the bad neil breen uh, movie experiences. So me and Will did a whole Patreon episode on the Important Cinema Club where we kind of talked about it. Yeah. Of like people, like you don't, you're not, you don't have to be better than the movie you're watching. Oh yeah, no, and it, yeah, they want to make also, it about themselves. I have not people. Yeah, they think they're the main character of the screen. I have no, like, you're not. I have no, I have it. no problem with that kind of attitude or, or, or experience if you're at home. But you're in yes, a public. That's space. fine if you're at home. Yeah, yeah. it's not cool. And uh, yeah, as far as what this person was saying about the whole like dude bro aspect of it um yeah it's a bit dude bro-ish i mean we, we we talked about the cats screening but that was kind of like set up as a more interactive screening and there was really only like a couple people yelling stuff mm-hmm. it was generally just people reacting and i mean i love cats and that's a fun theater experience but people came to this like to be obnoxious. Well, this is the That's thing. It's how like, it felt. What it felt like to me is like, uh, I think you should leave season three where the silent actor <laughs> is on stage. Tim, and, Tim and Robinson. And people are trying to get him. <laughs> and he's like, shut up. Shut up. What are you doing? What are you, what is that? It's a, it's a rake. It's a rake. <laughs> like it's that sort of thing where it's just like wasted dude bros show up to like yell the thing. And they, they think, 
you know, this is like their first, this is their first bad up. movie, you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, shut up. Yeah, and it's true. And like the culture has gotten a little, a little out of hand, which is, an, which is annoying. And I was talking to Jack at like, uh, from Red Letter Media and he's like, uh, well, my experience was great because he saw it in Milwaukee and mm-hmm. uh, he's like, I blame us in a way, like Red Letter Media because people yes. watch us on YouTube sitting, yeah, talk sitting, sitting on a couch in the comfort of their own home sing, yeah. sitting on a couch and making comments and then people think that they can do that in the theater or that's like acceptable and it's, it's true but RLM complains about theaters all the time yeah they don't go to them anymore because of like how obnoxious <laughs> yeah. people are um but uh, they're like uh, <laughs> uh Dr. Frankenstein they created the monster <laughs> Exactly. Uh, okay. Anyway, what are you doing? What are you holding in your hand? <laughs> okay. So Meow Nyan asks, any chance of another Stephen Chow episode? Sure. When did we do a Stephen Chow movie? We did Out of the Dark, and uh, is the only Stephen Chow I've ever seen. Um, maybe too self-aware to be on this show, but send me your recommendations. I'd love to do another Stephen Chow movie. I mean, I've never seen Shaolin Soccer. I feel like I mean, that's so, not really something for this. It's too, <laughs> okay. too good and like Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. Like, Might be too good, but if you want to send somebody me... else, did did I su- suggest Out of the Dark? No, no, it no. was a, pay, uh, a Patreon. Uh, uh, that's sorry, why. Yeah, I don't think I would have picked lottery. that. So, no, mm. wow. uh, so yes, I'd love to. Um, Jacob Richardson asks: Is there a novel you think needs to be adapted to film? Needs to be no. adapted. No. Uh, well, nothing needs to be adapted to film. I have an, an answer. I read a book. Uh, about seven years ago called Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Uh, it was a multiverse um, uh, story. But Whoa, very, you dig on multiverse? Yeah, so it was way before... No, it was kinda, multiverse. I know, but it was way before <laughs> this was popular. And Doesn't as matter. soon as it came out, it was optioned to be a movie, and it's been stuck in development hell ever since. And I just looked it up the other day. Apparently, they did shoot it for an Apple I think series. So it oh. is going to come out eventually, but it was a really good book and it was, it was, I, I was reading it and I was thinking this, you know, feels like a, like a TV show or a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a Schrodinger's box situation. Like, guy's living his life and then he's abducted by a version of himself so that he can switch so like he wants to take over his life and then he's stuck in like the guy who created the multiverse boxes world and he has to figure out how to get home and then he's fighting different versions of himself it was good hmm. um and i'd love to see that uh adapted Anything else, you guys? I think that would, like, uh, yeah, I think I'm done with multiverses. I, I know, like, but forever. I mean, that's the only book I could think of that I was like, I want to see that. I would have um, loved to see David Fincher's adaptation of Charles Burns' graphic novel, Black Hole, which was supposed to happen in the late 2008, I think. Have you guys ever read that comic? No. No. Nope. It's all about like kids that have like a weird, I think it's sexually transmitted disease that's like mutating their bodies. Oh. And it's cool. just like over one like long summer basically. And uh yeah, David Fincher would have done something cool with it. And uh clearly it did not happen. And then I'm looking it up and the last thing that I heard was Ricky Famu Famuyiwa, the guy who did Dope and has been attached to everything under the sun, and I think he's now a Disney Plus mm. guy. I oh, no. uh, was going to direct it at one point, but clearly that did not happen either. Hmm. Yeah, he directs the episodes of The Mandalorian. Oh, okay, now. okay. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, uh, Charles Burns' Black Hole. Well, there's a couple things, a couple novels that I really like. One of them I actually had forgotten that Denny Villeneuve is actually directing it, Rendezvous with Rama. Uh, uh, I think it's an Arthur C. Clarke book. 
Okay. Nope, that's really right. Good. Yeah. Um, I remember David Fincher was supposed to direct it long, long time ago. I would have liked to see the David Fincher version. Like, I like a Denis Villeneuve's Dune, mm-hmm. but like was Dune. I just, I know what Denis Villeneuve's version of it <laughs> will be. I know. Like. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't mean it's going to be bad. No, no. No, no. But I think, I mean, you could argue, like, I know what David Fincher version. You know, I wish David Fincher, like, remember in the 2000s, you're like, I don't know what a David Fincher film is going <laughs> to be. And now he's like locked down. Like this is what it is every time. You could kind of say that about a lot of established filmmakers. I yeah. think. Um, but David Fincher, like you look at Fight Club and you compare that I to know, yeah. even Alien Three. Like uh, that's the same filmmaker. Okay. Well, what was the last thing he did? Well, The Killer is coming out soon, and the trailer for that came out, and it just looks like David. I, I mean, I it's seen, I, probably going to be good. I didn't even know about that. But what was his last big movie? Mank? Uh, yeah, Mank. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Now that's terrible a movie, movie that you don't. You're like, oh, that's Fincher. Okay, like yeah, I liked it. Bad. I liked it just fine. I liked it just fine too, but it didn't like excite me like his movies no. general usually no, do. I just thought it was like well done. I'll probably never watch it again. Speaking of really good adaptations, Gone Girl. I mean, I know it exists, Great but adaptation. like that is probably my favorite novel. Like, I'm going to say that. Mm. And uh, I've never read any of Gillian Flynn's other stuff, but I watched that um, uh, miniseries Sharp Objects based on uh, her her book, and that was fantastic. And then we watched Widows, and I was like, that was... Oh, that was Gillian Flynn? Yeah, actually, I I don't think that was based on a novel, but she wrote the script, and I was like, oh, it's just not... It wasn't. you know that she was on the Flophouse? Uh, I did know that. I didn't listen to it, and though. And she did that uh, Cat Within a Cat movie. Oh, the Uninvited? Uninvited? The yeah. Uninvited, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Give that and, guy $100 I, I, Okay, and now, now, okay, now speaking of Gillian Flynn and David Fincher, Gillian Flynn wrote that Utopia uh, oh yeah, remake. the one that and only had like that six was episodes. Terrible, and I want, and I was like, this has everything in it. I like, I'm a big fan of the British version of Utopia, and I was just like, I can't. Did Fincher watch direct this. the pilot to that? I think so, or he was attached, or maybe he dropped out, or whatever. Wait, what's in Utopia? Like, we're in a comic book, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> a comic book's involved. Oh, Fincher didn't direct that. No, but I, he was, I think, maybe a producer because he was yeah. originally attached to it. He but, did not direct um, that. That show was so disappointing. Yeah, it was. Not and great. the British one is so. Good. Uh, anyway, um, um, moving on. Hey, Mountains of Madness. I would love to see that. What is? Oh, that script is bad, though. Oh, God. That like Guillermo del Toro script? Oof, that is horrible. <laughs> Have you read it? Oh, yeah. That is, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's awful. Uh, so, Like, if he had been able to make that, and he's like, I need $100 million. Reading that script, I'm like, no, you do? No, no. I was, like, so offended reading that <laughs> script. Of, like, What is it based on? H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Of course. Yes. And it is like, have you ever read an H.P. Lovecraft novel, Guillermo del Toro? Del Toro's like, I am Guillermo del Toro. I can remake anything I want. I don't know. Well, he said that's an old script and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, holy but they shit. did so many versions of it. There's like a ton of them floating around out there. Well, I hope it's better than that. Well, the problem with the, the novel is like literally they just go <laughs> to the mountain and they're like, ah! <laughs> and then he's blind and he's on a helicopter at the end. <laughs> or like a plane going, oh. Yeah. But much more is there. I'm mad. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the mountains have driven me mad. <laughs> I'm just very, very angry that I had to come all the way to these mountains. I remember all those like set reports. Guillermo del was like, we will show you something you have never seen. <laughs> and then you see the test and you're like, yeah, it's tentacle stuff. Yeah, cool. it's so lame. <laughs> and yeah. you read the script and like, oh, really? It's Ron Perlman wisecracking. Well, it's what mm-hmm. you would expect. S- stuff's blowing up. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. Let's yep. do it. Jan Hammer Sledge. Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer, the musician. Oh my God, he's a patron. Oh my God, I can't. Whoa! Believe this. <laughs> Question for Justin. It's his son Sledge after a marriage. Question for Justin. <laughs> will you, Peter and Matthew, ever make more episodes of the Star Wars Puncast? Big fan. What I will say is, bug Peter because he's the one who edits the episodes, and he just got tired of editing. That. <laughs> really? That's pretty much what it came down to. Yeah, me and Matthew would love to do it again, but he's like, oh, editing takes too well, long. Well, Justin, were you like, I already have 10 podcasts. I'm not no, editing I made the deal one. with him. I said, I don't edit the podcast. <laughs> I hate editing podcasts. So oh. that's why I said, uh, if we want to do it, you got to edit it. And he's like, okay. He's like talking to Nick Cage on the phone, then hanging up yeah. and having to edit <laughs> us dummies making fun of him for 90 minutes. He's too busy with all his Nick, I have to stuff. go. I have to edit this Star Wars <laughs> edit podcast. Star Wars podcast. And Nick Cage is like, I love that, sh- that show. It's like, Peter, you work on that podcast, man. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. When, when's the next episode? Uh, okay, yeah. so Storm Templar. I bought a dinosaur, by the way. <laughs> Storm Templar asks, <laughs> "Can I be on the podcast?" And Peter's like, yeah, it, eh, Nick, you know, Nick, I, I, Nick, I have to get back to this editing." Yeah, <laughs> I'll get back to you. Is there any movie you rewatch on a regular basis or anything? Like I always watch Fargo, the first snow of the year, or The Thing, the first week of winter. I only have one every year. Me and Emily watch Jingle All the Way during the Christmas. <laughs> That's the only That's Christmas it. movie that you watch every year. Who would, yeah, with, like, that is an appointment viewing that we watch it together. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really, here's the thing. I don't know if I said this on a previous episode, that when I first moved to Toronto and I was dating a lot, I would watch all my favorite films <laughs> with new people that I would meet. Boy, did I get tired of those movies. <laughs> so yeah. I don't really watch them anymore. Yeah. I don't think. No more Shaun I mean, of the it's Dead. A good, no it's a good more, way to get to know somebody. Like, yeah, here, Army here of are Darkness. the movies yeah. that I like. Yeah. yeah. But I think, um, I mean. Colin doesn't rewatch anything. Christmas movies. Well, I used He's like Pauline to. Kale. I used Only once. I, I wasn't really counting Christmas movies in this because we all have our movies. We Everybody watch every watches Christmas, the same, and we've mentioned the these same five before. like Christmas movies. Every I mean, for me, year. it's like the holiday, um, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Home Alone. Um, I now I now I watch It's a Wonderful okay, we, Life. We, we every can't. Year. Yeah, we can't. Alone. Okay, we can't. Yeah. You watch the new Home Alone that we watched God, no. <laughs> um, a couple what years was that ago, right? Again? Uh, home. Home, home alone, sweet, alone. I don't home remember. Sweet home sweet home alone. alone. God, oh, my stepmom watched that with me. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I gotta watch a bad movie." She's like, "I want to watch." And I'm like, "I don't think you do." <laughs> it ended, and she was like, "That was bad." I'm re- I was like, "I told I'm you." I'm replacing Macaulay Culkin. But Colin, I mean, I mean, I live, I've lived with you for six years. I don't. Yeah. You don't rewatch anything. No, I used to obsessively, and uh, but the ones like they always say, "What's the movie that you know?" If you're this is kind of dated but if you're flipping through the tv channels yes and you come upon a movie what's you know one that a movie that you'll stop and watch it till the end uh and that would be something i would say like goodfellas yes i mean we actually Jaws. had this exact conversation <laughs> on a previous q a and i know because yeah. i rewatched. so uh you're absolutely right i mean you know raiders of the lost ark when i was a kid i would i think i watched that every day one summer yeah <laughs> like literally every day I mean, for me, um, I uh, often will watch Jesus Christ Superstar on Easter because it's an Easter movie. Uh, not every year, but I've I've done that. 
And also to support your Lord and Savior, Jesus course, Christ. My Lord and Savior. Um, what's the name of Jesus in that movie? I can't even remember. Fuck. I'm, I can't remember the guy. What's the name of the Jesus? Actor. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus H. Christ. Norman Jewison. Um, the H is for hell. Yeah. Um, so if it's my birthday. Is Norman Jewison still alive? I think he, he is. is. Yeah. He is. He's 97 no, years old. For 97 years fun. Um, so on my birthday, I'll often watch a favorite movie just because it's my birthday and my feel good and colin can't tell me not to watch something but i so i don't ever to, tell you not no, to watch something yeah i don't think you I know, said but that I'm very saying, often I can, april I, can, it's my I forbid you so i can watch whatever i want so i often watch like mulan you or, will not or clueless or body double those are my favorite movies i so. would ha- colin's I like would not happily, body double happily, turn it off last, happily like, watch five times i've watched body double you always leave the room how many times have you watched body <laughs> no, double I don't I don't last five times i love body double but you never watch it you've never watched it with me that Ever. is a hundred percent not true. The last time I watched it, you you left the room. That is a lie. That's not true. Whatever. Are you sure it was Colin? Was it someone with a Colin style? No, wig I was on? going across <laughs> the road to watch you through the window <laughs> yeah. with my binoculars, and I was like calling you up on your cell phone. I was like, April, Relax. April, don't do it. Yeah. When um, you want to go through but it. But yeah, I told my cousin. I was like, she's like, what are you uh, watching on? You know, it's your birthday. I'm like, oh, we'll move on. She's like, the new one, and I'm like. No, that movie doesn't exist. Um, there's only one Mulan, and it is the animated movie. So wow. don't even talk to me about that live action. Wow, version. April's emphatically okay. moving her Yeah, hands. I moving want on. almost no Asian voices in my Mulan. That's not says April. Justin, not true. There were actually a lot what? of Asian. Harvey Firestein's as Asian Bobby as they Eddie come. Murphy. <laughs> I think he was born in Beijing. B. D. Wong. Um, uh, and and others. Okay. <laughs> 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 Ram, okay. Ramsey Crow asks. Ming Na Wen did the main right. voice, didn't she? Yeah. A reverse on picking something. Miguel Ferrer. <laughs> Nothing says Asian like him. <laughs> Getty wants not. Getty wants not. June, June uh, Foray <laughs> played stop, his, his, his the grandmother. Stop. <laughs> wow, they really looked around and like, what Asian people? I uh, get James Hong and Catalina in here. <laughs> Well, we've already we've already got the two big ones. Would you not and even George Takei. Okay. George Takei. And uh, of course, the singing voice of Shang, Donny Osmond. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> nothing. And of course, Asian Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. A reverse on picking something oh, make, good. Oh man, oh, Donny Osmond's so good. Okay. Ram. Oh, <laughs> Ramsey Crow and Mulan herself, Christina Applegate. <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey Crow asks a reverse on picking something good you like from a bad movie what's a movie that would otherwise be amazing but had one bad thing about it that dropped things down at least a notch if not more for example and you've mentioned this before I was loving every single thing about haute tension high tension until the twist at the end mm-hmm. I've never seen uh, he wrote it in oh, French I've never seen haute tension but uh, apparently he did not <laughs> like the end tension tension um, I have an answer for this do you guys I'm sure mm, you do. Not really. Okay. Well, um, the pop. I love the, every the, movie the I see. The pop songs in the Mario movie. Uh, oh, those it, suck. It really, yeah. it oh, really there's a movie lo- I disagreed with April about. Like, exactly, and I love that. I, I loved. It. I love that movie. I really did. But it kind. It you kinda, love the pop it, songs. It like lowered it a star. Like the the pops the pop yeah, songs yeah. made it like seem so cheap and terrible. Especially when you in have Despicable Me too much grew. Yeah. Not enough <laughs> minions. Yeah. I have well, another answer. Especially too. when you have, uh, you know, so much music to choose from, 
you know, in the in the Mario it franchise. It was a slap in the face. That's terrible. That you they wrote music for it and they took it out at the last second. Uh, anyway, trash. I have another answer. Um, Go the, on, the, April. the ending of Come True. Uh, Come True, fantastic movie. Uh, is that a porn no, film? No, no, it's a Toronto uh, movie. Come True. You, you know, sleepwalking movie. Yeah, it's, no. it's a indie movie. I freaking it loved it, but the last. Oh wait, 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 wait! Scene... Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, okay, it's he's a, a friend of Peter. Yeah, he's a local filmmaker. The last spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Scene... It was all a dream. Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Scott Burns. Sorry, um, it really. Do you think oh. anyone was like, "What the hell are you thinking"? Like, it kind of ruined the movie. I, I follow him on Twitter, and he, yeah, he talks about that a lot. The rest of the movie is so good. And he's and like, so "I'm creepy. right." Yeah, he kind of justifies. He it. justifies it, but, but I, really? I don't don't agree with his justification. The thing is, have an ambiguous ending, maybe where you're not sure, but to say a teddy bomb, if you will. Yeah, but to, <laughs> but, but to, to to just blatantly say that it it oh, ju- it, it just it just makes you feel like shitty, like okay. everything you just watched was for nothing. I've got a couple. I've got one big one. Uh, mm. The Fifth Element. What, what oh. don't you like about that? The, dire- the director? Oh, I'm going to take a guess. <laughs> no, it's an actor, isn't Chris it? Chris Tucker. Tucker. Holy I agree with he's you. He's having fun. Shit. <laughs> he screams Holy through the entire shit. big action scene of that movie. I have never been so annoyed by a character in a movie, and it's almost to the... I don't think I could rewatch that movie now. Well, it's not... It's and not I will say, people are going to be like, I love Chris Tucker. In Fifth Element, you were 10 years old when you saw that movie. Yeah, exactly. I saw that in the theater and I could not, I'm like, wow. Because the first half of that movie or three quarters is is really good. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a film in classic Luke Badman Basson style where you're like, where's the third act of this movie? Yeah. What? It, it's over? What? what? Chris Tucker. What? Oh no. Who is this guy? Oh no. I've never seen a performance ruin a movie uh, so badly as the, as that one. Another one to a lesser extent. Uh, I love Dark City. It's a really cool movie. I still haven't uh, seen that. Kiefer Sutherland's uh, performance in that movie, I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. He has a very he's got a very strange like vocal. Uh, so you feel like kind of quirk. It, it's something that kind of brings the movie down. For Knocks you. it down a little. It's a little annoying. And uh, yeah, that's it. But Fifth Element for me. Man, if you take that performance out of that movie or just get like another actor or whatever, mm. it's supposed to be Prince. That's <clears throat> uh, so they Prince would have oh, been supposed fun. to be Prince. Yeah, I could, I could see oh. that. Prince would have been cool. He would have been. He would have been cool, not annoying. And yeah, that movie could have been so uh, much better. I I have a name that spans many movies that he has ruined them for <laughs> me recently, <laughs> and that man is Janusz Kaminski. Oh, what did he ruin for you? Uh, like most of the Spielberg movies recently. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Because he, uh, he, he, you know, he likes a style, and Steven clearly likes it as well. But boy, if he got any other cinematographer, yeah, he's gonna mix it up on, on his movies. Like, um, yeah, it- I mean, would I have loved uh, Ready Player One <laughs> if it was not blue? No, no. <laughs> Did he do would the Fablemans? Liked it more? He, Maybe? He's done them all. Yeah, He's well, done them all. Fablemans might have looked a lot better if he didn't. He's do done it. them all. Since I think Fablemans. I would have liked it more if it didn't look the way that it did. Mm. Absolutely. I don't think I would have liked that movie much. Still, no, but mm. I think I would have been easier on it if it. Did had we talk a, about a, it on a podcast? Yeah, I we, think we so, talked yeah. about it during our Oscar uh, episode. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I did not like it because, uh, wow, yeah, because Yanus has been Schindler's Listy shot. 
um, back in 1993. Oh, that was his first one. And then mm-hmm. Jurassic Park 2 was after that. I mean, if Janusz Kaminski, like, look at Dean Cundy shooting Jurassic Park. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I know, I know. Uh, Dean Cundy's done some bad movies in his Twilight years as well. You Tons know? of bad movies. Yeah, get someone, like, young and yeah, new. Did he do the, yeah, like, right. a Dunkachino right. one? Yeah, he did Jack, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Oh, my God. Wait, did Kam- Kaminsky shoot Jack? Oh, no, Dean no, no, Cundy. Dean Cundy. Cundy. Yeah, he yeah. became... I want to see Yenis Hey, Dean Kundi shot Funny People, a Judd Apatow. Oh, oh Jesus. Very boring-looking movie. Um, but yeah, so Probably Adam Sandler the, recommended yeah, he's him. he's in the Adam Sandler, anyway. Verse. Yeah. <laughs> Kundi, Yaminski, they're in the Sandler-verse. So this one is uh, a Colin and Justin question. Oh, yeah. Rico Isu Marku asks... Have you ever played the awesome FMV games from the 90s? Some of them have a crazy cast. Ripper, Christopher Walken, Paul Giamatti, John Reese Davies, Tender <laughs> Loving Care, John Hurt, or Black Dahlia, Dennis Hopper. Now, you guys have mentioned these before on some episodes. Yeah, Rip- yeah, Ripper is infamous. Uh, I've never personally played it, but okay. you can find clips on YouTube. Yeah, I've never played any of the FMV games because a lot of them from a mechanic standpoint, are pretty bad. Yeah, like, they're, they're uh, kind of like puzzle Toonstruck games. Toonstruck starring Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Ripper, okay, you have to look it up on YouTube. Just look up Ripper Christopher Walken, and he, holy shit, it's like the most Walken, like, it's like Christopher Walken time is like a thousand, and he's like, he really doesn't give a shit. It's just like, this fucking guy. <laughs> like, it's me it's, and Peter used to do an fmv based night every year uh, uh before covid came oh what no where you would just like watch like the, play or the watch clips, clips or no yeah it was part of um like a laser blast thing yeah like the hand they called? called the hand and something society no no yeah it, we did it with the hand eye society, hand eye society. who i don't think exists anymore i remember yeah. that it's a person because I, I, I went to one at, of those. Uh, I, I remember going to a screening and then you guys had like a either a trailer or uh, clips from FMV uh, video games. One, yeah. uh, one actually I did play. It was called Frankenstein Through the Eyes of the Monster. And it was mm. starring Tim Curry as Dr. Frankenstein. That sounds fun. So what was it? Like a CD-ROM type thing? CD-ROM game, yeah. And then it would be, uh, and stuff like, you know, Riven, uh, that was the sequel to Myst. That would have like characters green screened into the kind of CG environments, and they would come on and like. It's very... a wonder it didn't catch. Hello, on. dear traveler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, you compare that to the Bethesda games now, which I don't like, but um, it's like you. You're not gonna be jumping in a ship to take a trip to Starfield. <laughs> no, no, I, we, I, I don't have an Xbox. I don't know if we want to get into the whole video game conversation, but. Colin just played the quarry, and uh, hmm. I don't like that uncanny thing where they have C- like CGI, which I know they took a long time to animate, where well, this it kind is, of looks like the actor but doesn't. This is yeah, that's something different. Like FMV, I kind of would prefer the FMV road. It, it, they had a certain charm to them, and like yeah, the the image would like freeze, and then the character <laughs> would kind of come on very compressed. With like really horrible like scratchy audio because that, that yeah, was also yeah, compressed. It's, it's so compressed onto like yeah. twenty uh, floppy disks. Yeah, so they had uh, I think the was it the seventh guest that was like the big one. Yeah, the seventh guest was the big one. Phantasmagoria, the first one. As oh well. yeah, okay, right, right. Um, uh, Phantasmagoria two, a puzzle of flesh. Yeah, I never quite. Uh, finished uh, the Frankenstein one but that was like you know it's a first person game you play is like the monster is it like a point and click type thing it's a yeah, po- it's they're point and click yeah, yeah you kind of like yeah you navigate your way around this castle and then you bump into Tim Curry from time to time it's like hello it's like I've made a monster 
<laughs> and he would just ignore you for most of the game. There was a Goosebump ones I played a lot when I was a kid that mm. Jeff Goldblum was in. Well, Jeff uh, Goldblum and Goosebumps. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum and uh, Isabella Rossellini. No, in it. Yeah. that is some some class. It was Goosebumps Escape from Horrorland, and the game was so hard. Uh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum plays Dracula in the game. <laughs> wow, that's cool, dude. I gotta look that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just don't play blood. the game; it's too hard. Yeah, but watch all of the amazing clips. Yeah, that, that's the best thing. It, it, Ripper, just look it up on YouTube. It is the funniest fucking stuff you've ever seen. Like mm. Christopher Walken's performance is just—it's outrageous. Of course, John Rhys Davies is in—you know—he's in—he's like the first one to sign up for FMV. Well, he's got to work, right? Yeah, do they have catering? <laughs> Indie. Indie, another adventure. Okay, uh, uh, moving on. <laughs> oh, Ollie, sorry, asks, uh, greetings from Finland. Do you have favorite locations that you visited after seeing them in a movie? Hmm. Mine are all from TV shows. Um, no, I don't think I've ever really wanted to go somewhere because it was featured in a movie. Uh, well, we went to uh, the bar from the rehearsal last year. Oh, in, yeah. In Williamsburg, which was awesome because that the was... The rehearsal? The, you know, the uh, Nathan, Nathan Fielder show. Uh, Fielder show. Oh, yeah, yeah. No Smoking Allowed. Uh, it wasn't that bar, but it was, no, not it that was one. the rehearsal oh. one. The so trivia one. It was one. the Crocodile something. Right, uh, right, Crocodile right, Lounge. Right. That was great. Um, when I Did they have trivia when you went? Uh, no, but I think they do yeah. have it right it was like yeah, during yeah. the day it was like maybe we went during the okay. day but that was that was awesome uh i visited the downton abbey house when i was in england although you couldn't go in i just saw it from afar but that was cool and even way before that when i went to san francisco with my girlfriends uh we saw the full house house um so that was cool and uh yeah that's it for me um i haven't like specifically visited anything i think it would mostly be in toronto like uh yeah, it's like, oh, In the Mounds of Madness, <laughs> yeah. Crash, um, The Fly, Short Circuit 2. Scanners. I'm pretty sure I go by that street where short, uh, Yeah, where, yeah, where, it's where, on Queen, Yeah, I where think, Johnny Five it? gets, like, uh, killed. killed. Yeah, Please, I, no. I think it's right oh, by it's Roy actually, Thompson I Hall. I think it's on King. Anyway, it's off of King, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> go by that every day. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> remember Justin, you and I shot that intro for the Red Letter Media thing where we went to the Twin the Dragons. Dojo? Yeah. The Twin Dragons yes. Dojo. That's right. That's now like a, I don't where know. Where was that? Is that the north end of Toronto? Uh, no, it wasn't too far. I can't remember. That's the best thing Collins worked on. That uh, end part of yeah, the there you go. Twin Dragon show. That wasn't oh, yeah. even the, the good... That, that was wasn't the one that we shot in the garage. Yeah. That was the other oh, one. That was a different yeah, one. Oh okay. yeah, that's right. Ones. Oh, that was the yeah, second. The best part. thing you ever did was the uh, uh, thing where we blew wind at you. Yeah. <laughs> from the what was that for again? They were both for McNamara movies. For uh, oh, okay. the yeah. second one was for Dragon Hunt, I guess. Or twin, yeah, the yeah. Dragon Hunts, and then we had to the like they had sawed twin dragon encounters in half and then they saw the sequel and thought it was even worse so they wanted to apologize mm. by like uh bringing twin dragons encounters back, <laughs> yeah, back together and so what anyway we're, we're now horrible. <laughs> they are incorrect twin dragons encounters is not as good as twin dragon Drag- God, dragon hunts dragon hunt one. yeah yeah uh, uh okay so we're now off talk- topic so moving on douglas scoop reinhardt asks can you explain the appeal of Neil Breen and his pictures? Okay, we already talked about Neil Breen a little bit, but... Yeah, I, I think that, like, we basically covered this in what we look for in bad movies. Yeah. And that if you can't kind of gel on that level, then it's just not for you. Don't worry about it. So so unpredictable, uh, you know what I mean? You can never... 
you just you just want to get into your into his head and he's like an alien and the like, one thing that i will say is that uh much like david lynch or m night Shyamalan, all his characters sound exactly like him and they <laughs> speak in a very strange cadence it might just be the bad acting, but uh, he, he has a way of getting everyone to sound the same way, and not every director can do that. It's almost like the, uh, uh, the Farley and Roxburgh I was movies. just thinking that, too. But yeah. that's, that's they have like a very the particular, dialogue. Yeah, but they have a particular way of uh, writing dialogue that yeah, just comes across. I guess so. But you look at the David Lynch movie, and you're mm. like, people are just saying normal things, but they're saying them in such a weird way. Mm-hmm. Breen movies have that, and I, I like it. Okay, so next is Nicole Peters asks... Can you tell us about some of your travels? Where have you been outside of Canada and have you worked outside of Canada? Also, what's your favorite holiday? <laughs> I see at the end. Uh, yeah, that's next. Uh, oh, well, Christmas? First, first, no, no, no. First, <laughs> sh- sh- Halloween! Stop. First, no. we're talking about traveling. Jeez, wow. Um, can you tell us... <laughs> we already spoiled the last can question. Can you tell the us next question. some of your travels and where uh, outside of Canada and have you worked outside of Canada? Uh, I've been to LA and Florida. That's the only two places I've been to outside of Canada. Really? Yeah. Oh, New York, New York and New York as well. And you haven't, yeah, that's you it. haven't worked outside of Canada? No, I haven't done any work unless you count me being flown in for one day to talk about Albert Pune for eight hours for a documentary. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. That was for the Columbo DVD or Blu-ray box <laughs> yeah, sets. Yeah, deleted. That's now being canceled. <laughs> Albert Pune directed an episode that's never been released, but oh. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, well for me, um, uh, I've never worked outside of Canada other than um, remote remoting in. I've, I've worked with a uh, um, post-production company that's based out of New York and we remote uh, we, we remoted in from here. Mm-hmm. So I guess that counts. As far as traveling, I've been to outside of US, I've been to Cuba, uh, the UK and the same trip. I did London, Manchester and Liverpool and uh, I visited the Downton Abbey house, which is in a town called Newbury. And in the U.S., I've been to Florida, uh, a place called Panama City Beach, Chicago, Atlanta, uh, L.A., Milwaukee. Um, I think that's it. There might be more. I think that's it. You don't need to brag. It's That's fine. Yeah, you've been to so that's many not, places. We get geez. it. I need to go to more. I love traveling. Um, I like being in other places. I don't like the traveling part. <laughs> Nobody likes going to the airports. Denver. I've been to Denver. I oh, love it. Sorry. People should pay for my plane tickets. <laughs> I love I love traveling. And I our last traveling experience as far as the whole flying and flights thing kind mm-hmm. of sucked and it does remind you like how like tiring it is to 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 go to the airport and and fly and oh, then when the things worst. get delayed it's just it's I, I it's exhausting don't think i hate anything more than going to the airport yeah like early in the morning to like travel um, but yeah i've been outside i haven't worked outside of the of canada but yeah it's like where have you been outside of canada outside of canada uh la new orleans uh india milwaukee oh wait i went to las vegas i, I can I speak for myself too. ma'am thank you sorry what was that justin I said I've been to Las Vegas as well. Oh, we've been to I Vegas too. We all, I forgot. Been to, we've been yeah. to Vegas. Thank you. I can I can I can tell my story. Um, Halloween. Know. Halloween's my favorite holiday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, been to like Scotland a bunch of times when I was a young lad. Uh, that is all. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and, and uh, yeah, okay. Um, okay. So what's your favorite holiday? So wait, what places do we want to go? I would like oh. to go to Japan. Yeah. I need to go to Tokyo before I'm 40. I'm saying Japan, that right now. Japan. I need to go to Japan. I would love to go to Italy and France. Um, eh, Justin. Eh. Yeah. They're rude there. Yeah. Italy and I France, st- I, Japan. I, Fran- I still would love to see uh, France, but yeah, Italy, you know, for the food and definitely for the, uh, you know, the art and the architecture and stuff like that. As far as places in um, the U.S., I still want to go. I'd love to go to Austin. Um, I hear Seattle is really nice. Um, Lots of dogs barking in Austin. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, poor- <laughs> Wait, I've been to Seattle because I visited Vancouver and we drove down. How is it? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like cities. I'm a city girl, obviously. Mm. So you know, th- those are the type of vacations I wait, like. Wait, 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 Oshawa. <laughs> you're not a city girl. I'm just saying. I, 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 I more go for that as opposed to going to like uh, uh, vacations where like you're a gonna beach be, resort a beach or, stuff or like, like that. Yeah. Or if you're gonna be like in the jungle. Oh or shit! Something. Yeah, speaking that of really interesting. The Bahamas. I don't know. Yeah, that was a, that was a good go. beach vacation. Yeah. That was great. Oh, I want to go to Positano. That's the beautiful uh, uh, city in Italy where it's like a hill and all the like the buildings. Hey, lo- loyal Patreon subscribers, you could pay for all these trips. <laughs> We'd happily take yes. your money. I want to go to the Amalfi Coast. In the Italy. Amalfi Coast. That's Positano, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, favorite holiday? Uh, well, for me, um, I'm kind of honestly, I'm kind of over Christmas and Halloween right now. Uh, I think because <laughs> you're more of a Labor Day no, kind of Labor Day. I think because family day. I think because we're in the like the very end of summer, and I really I had a I, I like summer, and I kind of don't want That's it to not go. A holiday. I don't want it to go away. So my favorite holiday, um, I like anniversaries. Uh, whenever it's me and Colin's anniversary, uh, uh, people give you free stuff. <laughs> not holiday. <laughs> Wait, who gives you free stuff? Wherever we go, like if we're at like a bar or a restaurant, it's our anniversary. Like, it's our anniversary. And they, give us, they give us a free round okay. or a free dessert. We do that every single free week. Free oysters <laughs> or something like that. Also, I like my birthday because um, it's like uh, again not a holiday. Yeah, but for, yeah, yeah n- but not a holiday. It's, it's a holiday not for me. So that's why I like it because I feel special. And also, I like. I'm not a big fan of my birthday. I, Don't do anything. Li- it's right after Halloween. I used to not do anything on my birthday, but I like it now. I like having parties because I have full control over what it is and uh everybody has to do it because it's my birthday okay so, so uh <laughs> you know i'm gonna see easter you easter. Know, i'm just joking I, I'm, I'm just kidding i think uh, you know what uh, i think christmas is my favorite holiday yeah. uh the christmas vibe not the day itself yeah i, I get that I, I, totally I find get that sure yeah it's it's kind of like magical it's it's just when you when you're an adult now it's kind of like stressful it's very uh, stressful mm. when you have a bigger family yeah and uh, as much as i of course love to see my family it's a bit chaotic uh i agree the me and emily have been trying to do the thing that you know we just stay home for christmas now because uh we want to have our own christmas because we're, we're not children anymore. I know, right? Mm. But uh, you oh. still feel like you need to see your family, which I, I, yeah, I, 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 I do like. Yeah, at some It's different for you guys because your families live far, far away. Far, far yeah, away. I, yeah. I definitely still like feel like I enjoy seeing my family at Christmas. But mm. like I said, it can be hard to fit all these visits in. But you're right. I love the Christmas vibe. Like, it's a very kind of cozy feeling. And I like, you know, the kind of decorations and, you know, the bright colors and stuff like that i like buying presents for people but i just don't want to think about christmas right now it is august 30th <laughs> so it's like no ho 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 yeah. no. santa claus okay are you still there justin 
Yeah, I'm still okay, here. So we got just a couple more questions. Are we okay? What, were you confused because you heard Santa Claus? No, you sounded uh, like you sounded like you cut out. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought <laughs> you're like, oh, Santa's here, but Justin isn't. Okay, Michael, uh, Michael Webster Clark. Michael Clark. I was going to say Michael Clark. <laughs> Which decade do you think makes for the most entertaining bad movies? Seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens, or something earlier? Personally, I'm very partial to the nineties and the late eighties. Eighties. Yeah. Eighties in general. Yeah, it's 80s in Early general, Early 90s has done a lot of really fun um, action and martial arts movies, you know, kind of like your, your Blood Moons, um, like that that type of stuff. Yeah, at least they, they were like shot on film back in those days, you know what Yeah, I mean? that's the thing yeah. is that like the 80s, I'm thinking of like Roger Corman, what he was producing then, mm-hmm. and then the trash he was producing in the 90s that nobody watches anymore. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, like... He made so many I, 90s I like movies and no one cares I like about them. Trash. Like trash. I don't no, know. Look at Roger Corman's filmography and you'll be like, oh my God, he made 10 Blood Fist movies? Oh. And like... A hundred erotic thrillers you've never heard about because nobody watches them anymore. Yeah, I think back in the 80s, like shooting on film, I think just adds like a layer of legitimacy to the film for mm-hmm. some reason. Well, you and, you need uh, to reach a certain technical competence when you're yes, shooting on film. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it's like even like the shittiest movie probably looked good. Like yeah. everything was in focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the audio is probably good. You mm-hmm. can hear it. And then as soon as everything, you know, started switching to digital, uh, once uh, or, or the like creative video. tools got in the hands of the peons, oh, <laughs> nah. T- t- <laughs> uh, once you democratize yeah. uh, arts, uh, thankfully AI said, is going to yeah. bring it back. We're all going to be making our own yeah. anime, right, guys? Yay! Welcome to Corridor Crew. Seventies, <laughs> um, though, um, I prefer to watch good movies from the seventies. When you get to like the real bad seventies movies, you're looking at like Manos, The Hands of Fate, and stuff like that, or Deathbed, and, and stuff. That like movie's that. great. Like, um, I, I think uh, I, I I mean I I love seventies movies mm-hmm. um, and sixties movies, but I prefer to more watch the. But fifties, uh, get the, the, the hell ones. out of here! Says April <laughs> Man. Take a hike, fifties. <laughs> it's true. No. I'm like Tom Cruise. I like all movies. Yeah, all movies, popcorn, 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 movies. <laughs> okay, David asks. What was your favorite scene to film in a movie or commercial that well, uh, you've definitely been in or worked on? collaborating with the guy who shot that movie's popcorn moment, Aiden Tanner on Impossible Horror. <laughs> he shot right. that. He, he edited that too. Oh my god! Yeah, for those who don't know, the cinematographer of Impossible Horror is now uh, Tom Cruise's camera guy. Yep, so it's videographer, cool. and I guess he just so because he edited that video too. Was Tom Cruise looking over his shoulder? <laughs> Wait, wasn't he um, uh, Will Smith's mm-hmm. uh, camera yep. guy? Too? And he got traded up to Tom Cruise. Wow, that's amazing. Good for him. Where do you go from Tom Cruise? Oh boy, <laughs> like I don't it know. doesn't get any more famous than that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get any more famous than that. Yeah, that'd be stressful. He uh, messaged me recently and said, hey, could you send me the commentary for Risky Business? And I went, okay. <laughs> and I sent it to him. Do you think Tom gave it a listen? Maybe. Maybe. Wow. Um, so honestly, uh, speaking honestly, though, um, I worked on a music video uh, for a, a very popular band in Canada, which most people don't know, called Blue Rodeo. And uh, uh, it, was a, uh, it was called Dust to Gold. You can look it up. Uh, it featured a choreographed uh, dance scene that we shot in a, a kind of a local theater. And I, at this current, at that place that I was working at, I, they used to let me go to set. Uh, and I was so close 
um, you know, to the dancers. And it was just, it was just beautiful. We had this beautiful, like neon, you know, very high contrast colored lights going. And that was probably the coolest, like onset experience for me, just because it looked so beautiful and getting to see the choreography up close and watching the monitor and, well, it, it was, it was great. So, uh, that's probably my answer. Colin? Oh, um, working with the lions on the wild? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was great. (laughs) Well, of course, the wild experience was great, doing the voice and stuff like that. Um, Being on set, uh, giving uh, Mark Wahlberg direction on the big hit. That was pretty cool. Yes, that's right. That was kind of fun. That was like right after Boogie Nights. I don't think I'd ever seen Boogie Nights at that point, so I had no (laughs) idea who the hell he was. You were like, whip it out. Let me see it. But you knew like, good vibration. No, I was just like, dick, 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 dick. (laughs) And then about working with the boys? You uh, love those guys, right? Yo, actually, I did go to set. That was a good set. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. And uh, uh, Just once. Anthony Starr spoke in his Australian accent. You're like, what the hell? Only people I didn't see were Anthony Starr. I didn't see were Anthony Starr and uh, Jack Quaid. Oh. Uh, everybody else was there, and we were just chilling oh, out. Cool. And it was Carl, Carl Urban and like uh, Giancarlo Esposito came over and started talking to Wait, me. Jensen Ackles, Supernatural himself, was he there? No, he wasn't. Oh. That was season what was his three. Character's name? Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. That's right. I guess yeah. this was for Did the news. Oh, he didn't die though. I, I think he Spoiler didn't. They put him. The they boy. put him in cryo storage. So yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was funny, yeah. yeah uh, John cool. Carlo Esposito, very very small man, very loud voice. Yeah, he came over and started chatting to me. That's great. I was I was dressed kind of nice. He so. was like, "Hey, I love Red Letter Media. You're free, <laughs> eh, man. Love talking through those movies." Well, I was laughing because I was like, "What the hell? Everyone's like talking to me today for some reason." And then somebody's like, "Yeah, because you're dressed nice on set outside. They think you're like a, a some oh, producer. They yeah. think you're like an executive Amazon from executive. Amazon." And I was like. Oh, okay. Wait, did you have Amazon rule uh, or Sam Raimi slash Hitchcock where you're like, you always wear a suit and tie when you go to set? No, I was just dressed like I normally, you know, I wasn't you, dressed like I was on set in the cold, mm, like everyone wearing yeah. like big boots and like you snow pants and stuff. You normally dress better than your average so, on set guy. Well, on set you're dressed for comfort, right? So yeah. I didn't know. I was just going there for whatever. Yeah. So everyone kept coming up to me and talking to me and they're like, hey, they think you're like an Amazon executive. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So that's pretty great. That was um, pretty fun. Okay, so I think this is going to be our last question. For disinterested hand job. Disinterested hand job <laughs> asks, "What's your favorite of Colin's many impressions?" Um, There's so many to choose Jay from. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. <laughs> what? Jay Leno. What are you talking what about? Have you ever done? I don't think Jay I've Leno. ever done Jay Leno. Yeah, you did it. Well, you did now's it, your chance. You did it a few months ago. Um, I'm only saying this because I just listened to the Important Cinema Club, where Will is doing probably the worst Jay Leno I've <laughs> ever heard, and I was like, get Colin on this podcast because he he sounded nothing like. I don't even Leno. think I could do a Jay Leno if you put do it, it to do it. Jay Leno. You're defending Conan O'Brien. Yeah, I have a bunch of cuts. Come yeah, on, come yeah. on. You can do it. I, 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 <laughs> You've yeah, done yeah. it. Uh, anyway, sure. I, I was just saying that. He's under too fr- much pressure now. That's why. I was just saying it because it was fresh in my mind. What's this? John Reese davies just came into the room? Oh, there you go. In this podcast, you've done about five. And so, did, <laughs> did somebody say catering truck? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the worst Jay um, Leno. So we did have. We had one last question. Richard Desmond asks to you all, what is the absolute scariest thing that has ever happened to you and did it permanently change you in any way? The, probably the point where I was like scared shitless that I can think of the most was uh, my cousin who I was living with at the time, uh, 
she called me because she was heading home to Toronto from Oshawa on the train, and she said, uh, "My, I, I forgot my wallet, uh, and uh, so I don't have my bus pass. So can you meet me at the station, uh, and bring me, you know, change so I can take the." the subway home and it was like the last subway so it was like late at night so i said okay i go all the way downtown mind the last the, the last train of the night heading in from out of town and she never showed up and oh my god yeah, and i freaked out because uh you know i uh i was calling her and she didn't answer or maybe she forgot her cell phone and she borrowed her cell phone i can't remember but yeah so she never showed up and i was just you know at the station i didn't know what to do so I like called my dad in Oshawa. I was like, like she doesn't have her wallet. How is she going to get home? I don't know where she is. And he just said, go home because you don't want to be stranded downtown either. Right. And yeah. So like that, like subway ride home, I was just, I was, I thought she was abducted. I didn't know what happened. So I got home. She was, was she just drunk somewhere? So I got home. She wasn't there. So I called the police and I filed a missing persons report and they were like, well, it hasn't been 24 hours yet, yeah. but you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I think, I don't know, maybe less than an hour later, she called me and she was like, I fell asleep. And <laughs> that's it. But she didn't have like uh, any money or anything to get home. So I think the train conductor like lent her some money so she could like take a, a taxi home. And, uh, yes, yeah, so then I had to call the police and be like, okay, like cancel the missing person's report. But that was, <laughs> Oh, we never filed it. Man. That was yeah. the most like, scared shitless I'd ever <laughs> been. Cause I, that subway ride home, I was just in shambles because I didn't know what to do. And I was like, this person is missing. So how did it affect me after that? Well, uh, I knew, uh, not to freak out if, uh, if she doesn't show up, because she would go on to do this uh, several times after this. It just Because if you fall asleep on the train, it keeps going. So she went past Toronto to Aldershot, which is God knows nowhere. And uh, yeah, so that was probably the, the most scared I, I ever was. And I, I, I knew not to, not to freak out after that. Justin, don't fall asleep on trains. No, I fall. I used to fall asleep on trains and buses all the because time. Because if if you do, they keep going. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> they don't all. And that's terrible. No, they turn around usually and then go back the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, why am that's I the thing I can remember about being mostly scared. Scared. And as uh, far as anytime like, I've had an allergic reaction is very scary for me. Oh. And yeah. I've had to go in a couple ambulances because of them. Really? So don't like that. Yeah. Allergic. It's to also one. because if I know that I ate something bad and I can start it feeling coming on, I'm like, is this going to be really bad? Or yeah. am I going to be able to kind of like skate through? Do I have to take an EpiPen, et cetera, et cetera? The few times I've like, I couldn't breathe because it was bad. You have an EpiPen though, right? Nope. Oh, no. You're not. Oh. They're so expensive. Yeah. I, I have Benadryl on me usually normally. Yeah. You definitely have. And they expire after to, a year. You're allergic to a lot of stuff. Yeah. But hazelnut is the worst. That's the one I just got to be careful for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Colin, hmm? take us home. I never get scared. No, let's get real. <laughs> let's get real. Well, it's nothing scarier than, uh, you know, falling asleep. Having on to a record <laughs> no such thing as a bad movie. Falling asleep on a train. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I, I got no scary stories. Uh, nothing that I can think of, really. Yeah, Colin lives a life of leisure and calm. No fear is what I say. <sighs> no fear, yeah, the T-shirt says. I wish I, could, uh, I wish I could live like that. 
<laughs> um, and that is maybe one day I'll fall asleep on a train and then you know maybe Colin has been sleeping this entire time which is why he's never <laughs> been afraid and that he's gonna wake up and find that he's in like Oshawa or something like that <laughs> oh, oh like, what a oh! if you go to Oshawa it stops but if you're going the other way it goes past Keep Toronto going. Yeah, that's, that's what happened anyway. I know as as I know I fell asleep uh, he April. falls asleep he, that happened to him I he know, was heading I know. back April, to Toronto April, and he fell asleep but it was only one stop April, April told me don't fall asleep on the train. And no, I, was, I knew he was going. I to fell go. asleep. I was listening to the Stray Cats on my uh, <laughs> <laughs> on my phone, and I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome!" And I missed the guy saying, "Like, you know, because it's Stray Cats." It's, yeah, it's like nighttime. You can't tell what what station you're at. And I was yeah. like, "Oh shit!" And I got up. Oh, you're on the go train. You mean yeah. on the go train? Yeah. And I ran downstairs, yeah. and the door had just closed. And I was like, "Oh, pressing the open." And then button. it's like a, it's like 20 minutes to the next. Yeah, stop. and then everybody yeah. was like staring at me, and I tried to play it off like I oh, I don't cool. care if the door didn't open. And then I yeah I had to like get a cap on. It was very funny. Anyway, that's it. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Um, did you enjoy this? Because maybe we'll do it again if we hit. 400 patrons wouldn't that be great mm. also please comment about uh, other uh, patreon exclusive like things you'd like to see more whether it be commentaries or just any if there's any kind of like uh things that are out of the ordinary from our normal episodes if you would like to see because we love to do special stuff for for the patrons um you know if you want more like conversational stuff or or, or polls or, or what have you so thank you again for being wonderful supporters uh, thanks for sticking around with us for, I think our podcast has been around for maybe six years now. Six years? Uh, I think it's about five or six years. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm April Imanski. I'm Justin McClough. I'm Colin Cunningham. Take it easy. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.